Yeah, what's up? It's your boy Grizzly FOG, and you are now listening to the Ring Talk Podcast. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and holla at me at Twitter at Grizzly FOG. Also on Instagram at Grizzly Ray, SoundCloud.com forward slash Grizzly FOG. And listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are presented. Also on Anchor.fm forward slash Grizzly FOG. Yo, what's up, man? It's Grizzly FOG back in here again. Ring talk. You know what I'm saying? It's my podcast. So I come on here, talk about, you know, stuff going on in wrestling. Uh, also throwing, you know, a little bit of sports, a little bit of general, you know, conversations and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, real quick, man, you can listen to this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Grizzly FOG. SoundCloud.com forward slash Grizzly FOG. I said anchor.com, didn't I? I don't know if I said anchor.fm, but I'm saying it again. Anchor.fm for a size grizzly FLG. Um, and also podcast sites such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your other general podcast sites. You know, I don't really know where else you can uh find this podcast at, but you know, all you gotta do is just, you know, search Ring Talk by Grizzly FLG. You know, pop up on your uh Google search, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um gonna have a lot to get into this podcast episode joining me once again you know it's the bro golden grip man what's up how you doing yes sir mr grizz thank you once again for having me on it's always an honor and a pleasure sir yes sir yes sir you know you and way j are my you know rotating guests uh you know uh so to say so you know you guys been on uh, podcast episodes the most so you know always a pleasure to have you guys um how you been man are you you been good with the music you know yeah i think i've been pretty good you know um life is all up and up and down but you know i just roll with the punches as much as i can and i really can't complain so i'm here and i'm alive and i yeah i'm here man yeah man uh you know, go ahead, uh, tell them about you. You got a big anniversary coming up for your, uh, you know, your first album, man. You know, go ahead, tell them about that. Uh, yeah, three three years ago, on uh, two days from now, on the 10th of August, uh, I came out with my first solo musical effort called Arisen. And um, really, really trying to celebrate that because it was a turning point, of course, you know, kind of look back on it and I still think it's one of my best efforts, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, trying to look back on it and kind of reflect and look at all the, the strong points that I, uh, admire about that project. Cause I had a lot of great artists that contributed to it as well. So, um, yeah, man. And I'm trying to use that to fuel my, my progression forward. So yeah. Yeah, man, most definitely. You know, you guys can go check it out. It's on streaming sites, on SoundCloud. Just search, search up my boy Golden Grip. That's with two Ps. You know what I'm saying? Golden Grip, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, stuff like that. Um, quick note. Um, I don't know how many of you listeners follow me on social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, I just released my single not too long ago, about two weeks ago, it's called Shake, featuring Jay Casino, my boy, uh, Pugin Squad, you know what I'm saying? Produced by the legendary Rozzy K. 
It's out right now on SoundCloud. It's on social, it's on uh, streaming sites. You know, I got it plastered all over social media. About to uh, shoot the video for it this weekend. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna try to make it proper for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, check out the song. Uh, get ready for my next tape, my next album to drop. Kasugi High Stakes that is dropping on my birthday, Monday, September twentieth. I got two more singles to go. I got another single that's dropping on the twentieth called Resolution 21 again uh, with uh, my boy Jay Casino on that. And then September 3rd, I'm dropping She The Flow. You know, I, I think you guys really going to like that one. You know, I think y'all really going like, to like that one, rock with that one. So, you know, stay tuned for my releases. You know what I'm saying? Follow me on Twitter at GrizzlyFOG. That's where all my info is at. You know, Instagram at GrizzlyRay. Um, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's not going to stop there. You know, uh, I got that dropping on the 20th, the album. And then I got my B tape, the Josie tape too, you know, sequel to uh, the Josie tape that I dropped last year. That's a B tape that's dropping on Halloween, October 31st. It's projected to drop on Halloween. And then I have one more EP for you guys to end the year. Um, I will put out more information about that EP once I put it all together and stuff like that. Still working on uh, Grizz the HBK too, you know what I'm saying? As we speak, I'm just, you know, putting final um you know uh tracks together um you know getting that whole album right i don't want to just you know put it out to you guys and and just give you what i got right now so i want that album to be as perfect as i can get it you know what i'm saying so just stay tuned for that but yeah you know look forward to all my releases you know like i said again follow me on twitter at grizzly fog instagram at grizzly ray soundcloud.com for slash grizzly F-O- i mean uh yeah, soundcloud.com forward slash grizzlyfog and uh, grizzlyfog.bandcamp.com. Excuse me, because, man, I just got off work 12 hours, you know. Mine's yeah, funny. and you just got <laughs> you just got 2,000 followers on your SoundCloud, oh, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, man, I got I just made it uh, eclipse 2,000 followers on SoundCloud, man. Congratulations, uh, man. Uh, man. I appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate it. Um, Man, that's it seemed like eternity, you know. It seemed like a long time coming, but I'm just happy to have that many followers, you know, following me on SoundCloud, listening to my music. I'm just, you know, grateful and blessed. And uh yeah, man. So man, um it's been one hell of a week, man, for everything in wrestling, you know. Um man, it it is it, just crazy. I want to start with these recent WWE releases and how it plays into NXT and its future. Now, we all know about the Adam Cole situation. Um, you know, he's, his contract is basically up after SummerSlam. Um, they are, they being WWE, are in negotiations with Adam Cole right now to get him a new contract and you know, keep him on the roster, probably put him up on the main roster, you know what I'm saying? Vince trying to throw that money at him, um, you know, see how that goes. But as far as NXT, man, uh, they got rid of a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. So um, Friday night, man, during SmackDown, out of all things, um, WWE just popped up out of nowhere and just released a good amount of people off the NXT roster. Some of the, you know, people we've seen have success on on NXT and, you know, some of them kind of in the middle and, you know, some of them kind of, uh, you know, just got there and then 
you know, this didn't work out. So let's, uh, let's try to go over this, uh, go over this as uh, smooth as possible. So in all the names you have released from WWE and from the NXT roster, you have names such as Bobby Fish, former North American champion Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, former North American champion Leon Ruff, which sounds crazy, but it did happen. Um, Stefan Smith, Tyler Russ, Zakaria Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zanzir, uh, Desmond Troy, which was a late release after all these names got released. And the one that stuck out to me and personally the most, Mercedes Martinez. So, uh, Apparently, this was not a Triple H call, Saul Michaels call. Apparently, this was from Vince and uh, all the other, uh, you know, big names, had a, a talent relations, whatever, however you want to call it. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, kind of, I guess, sending a message because they apparently want to go to their younger talent for NXT. They apparently want to revitalize the brand, revive the brand, uh, make it fresh with younger talent, probably want to change the format up and uh, things like that. So with NXT doing um, all the, basically what Vince is doing all this, you know, and uh, WWE doing all this for NXT roster, uh, basically the main question is what does all this mean for NXT and stuff going forward? So, um, Man, it's really big seeing all those names. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking at the same time. But, you know, you have your casual people, uh, who people who've been watching wrestling for years was like, well, it's just part of the business. You know, it's just this, it's just that, you know, budget cuts, whatever the hell. Um, how do you think, Grip, that this will help NXT in the long run? Will this help them actually get viewers or will this actually help them compete with AEW, so to say, or will this do do absolutely nothing? Yo, I'm, you know, that I am a kind of a layman when it comes to NXT and WWE, but I think, I, I think it's clear that it's not great for morale in the locker room. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm kind of worrying if they have financial troubles and that's why they have these rapid fire, like mass releases of talent, because I mean, we all know that they're like a juggernaut when it comes to business and, you know, just the, the industry. But I wonder like if maybe that's why they're starting to resort to letting all these people go with no apparent good reason. Like, I mean, the one that really turned my head that I noticed was Bray Wyatt. I knew that he was oh, a yeah. huge name, and they just seemed to just – I don't – yeah. I, I just – being being not super invested in their product, uh, just I, – I definitely am a wrestling fan, you know, just in general. And I, you know, want to pay attention to a certain extent to what they're doing. But it's so hard to keep up with multiple promotions. I mean, it's like a, 
you know, there's indie wrestling and, you know, major, like everything is like, we're getting to a full schedule almost coming up with rampage coming through on Fridays now. And I, I don't tune into SmackDown on Fridays regularly, but like, you know, as a wrestling fan, you got to basically <laughs> dedicate so much time if you want to be, you know, so tuned in on all sides. But uh, I think it's good that they are focusing on the younger talent and, they have a lot of names that I recognize that like they just I think they're uh, rumors about Jamie. Um, well, not. Yeah. Uh, Jamie haters probably going to go there. I don't know if it's happened yet or not, but I've heard that Jamie haters about to sign with them. Oh, OK. Um, and I know she's been out of the game for a long time and just totally transforming her body and just she's about to be a you know super uh, superstar for sure if she does. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is good that they're focusing on the future and younger talent, but I also think it's detrimental to, you know, their morale. Like I said, I just kind of wonder if they're shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. Yeah. You know, you got to think about that sometimes too, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you think about how the roster will react to that you know like half of it's like okay you know we're about to do something exciting here you're about to change it up you know uh start you know fresh with the format you know younger talent on tv but then again you kind of do think about the morale the not not only the locker room but the company as well like you know seeing releases mass releases like this go how they go um you know sometimes it's uh sad to see you know, some of these wrestlers grown friendships with some rest, some of these wrestlers that have been released. And it's, uh, you know, sad situation to see. But um, I guess it is what it is on WWE's part and uh, whatnot. Um, like I said, the big name that stuck out to me was Mercedes Martinez, because literally the last time we've seen Mercedes Martinez on NXT television was her match against Ali, which she got concussed in. Um, and, you know, that was basically the last time we seen her on television. I mean, just imagine you recovering from an injury, a concussion, and then you get a call from somebody from WWE. He's like, yeah, well, look, we have to release you. Sorry. Uh, we wish you the best in your future endeavors. And, you know, stuff like that just sucks, right? You know, like, it just sucks to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, like I I uh I want to be able to tune in a little bit more and, you know, start following on their end a little bit more, but like like I said, like I'm having trouble following Stardom and that's that's one of my main it's <laughs> one of my main uh, you know, promotions that I really want to get into or, you know, stay into, so it's so hard to, you know, keep up with everything. I mean, look, man, I mean, Stardom barely even you know, upload full shows. I mean, it can't be that hard. Yeah. Follow, you know, but but yeah. no, I totally uh, get what you're saying. It's about to become crowded in the wrestling landscape. Like you said earlier, you got Rampage on Friday now. You know, that's a one-hour show. So imagine you got Monday Night Raw. That's if you still watch. You know, I'm talking to the people. That's if you still watch WWE. You know, you got Monday Night Raw on Monday. And, uh, you know, Tuesday, you got fucking... Uh, AW Dark Elevation. Then you, you got NXT 
And then Wednesday, you have... Uh, no, wait. I, I got my schedule mixed up. Okay, Monday is Dark Elevation and Monday Night Raw. Tuesday is Dark, then NXT. Wednesday, you got AEW Dynamite. Thursday, if you even watch that, you have Impact. And then Friday, you have Friday Night SmackDown. Then now we're about to have a one-hour AEW show, AEW Rampage. And, man, how many shows was that that I just listed off? I mean, think about it. You know, that's that's a, a, a lot of hours of wrestling that's about to take place. And, you know, literally this Friday, starting this Friday. I actually started uh, this past Friday because they had a special dark episode on YouTube uh, this past Friday. So, um, and it's a lot to keep up with. I mean, not only that, but then you got, you know, people who watch indie wrestling, right. people like me who watch, uh, uh, Puro and, and Joshi and, you know, just, you know, trying to keep up with, uh, this event and that event and this show and that show. And I mean, it's a lot of wrestling going on. Um, and you know, whether it be good for wrestling or bad for wrestling, Time will tell. Um, in my opinion, I guess you know, time will tell. Um, and stuff like that. It's exciting, for sure. It's exciting, but um, some. I mean, sometimes shit could be stressful, dude. It's, you know, <laughs> imagine you just come home from a day from work, and then you remember, oh fuck, I gotta watch this show. Fuck, I can't. You know, it's <laughs> it's crazy, right? You know. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, it is like a full time job, like. I'm not into the journalism side of it anymore because at least the uh, wrestling outpost is on a hiatus and has been for a long time. So Uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to be able to step away from that end and look at it as less of a job and more of a fan because I get it, man. Like it, it does kind of take some of the fun out of it because you're, you're trying to take notes and like keep, you know, keep everything organized as far as your, your thoughts and your stream of consciousness, but it takes you out of the, the experience of being just a fan and taking it all in, you know, not having to stop and like jot everything down. So, um, but yeah, even that is a full-time job, just being a fan. So. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you know, being a fans, I know some like stats, you know, like uh WrestleNomics and uh, my boy JD Red Leaf, you know, they, you know, post stats in ring time, uh, you know, different stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of fascinating to see, man, but it's going to get really fascinating to see it uh, once this all, all this wrestling goes on and stuff like that. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a interesting time in uh, pro wrestling right now. It's really interesting, you know, You're right about these, that. These, these shows going on. And then we got these releases going on. And about to see people in fresh places and, you know, stuff like that. You got a couple of 90-day contracts coming up in a matter of weeks. Um, you know, we'll never know who's going to pop up where and, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So um, past the releases and stuff like that, let's, uh, I want to, I really want to, uh, again, AEW. I got a couple of topics I want to talk about AEW. Um you sir, you posted on Instagram the price of a ticket for AEW Rampage the first dance, and uh-huh. I forgot how much that ticket how much that ticket was. Okay, um, so this was a pre-release ticket. This was before Monday when they went on sale. It was uh, 
I just found out that I have a four day uh, block of time coming up and I was like, shit, I'm not too far from Chicago. Let me just look into price prices for these tickets. And this, and after the KC show I went to, I'm spoiled because I had a fucking primo seat. So of course Mm. I'm, I'm looking at like their, you know, similar seat sitting situation or whatever. And the price was well over a thousand. It was, yeah. I mean, like after fees and everything for one, one seat, it was basically double the price of two seats that I paid last time. So like, I'm just looking at it. Like, I don't know if it's because it was a presale or because it's in the United center and people are, I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, they made a huge deal about it when they announced it on dynamite. So I don't know, man. Um, I was like, no, thank you. I am not paying that much <laughs> for a fucking, I don't care who shows up or what happens. I'll watch it on, on TV from the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Um, uh, what sections would you uh, looking at actually? Um, so it's kind of the same type of spot that I was at in KC when they were through dynamite. It was like, Basically, the ramp, like row two, and it was just at the corner, like right where the ring, uh, ringside is, basically. So oh, I mean, okay. it, it was it was good, you know, a good seat situation. It wasn't as good as because I was like right at the guardrail where I, when they came to KC, but this was like, and it was kind of like less detailed, so you couldn't see exactly where your seat was. But I mean, the pricing was outrageous. I was like, God, what? Either they are. Uh, trying to recoup all of the loss from last year or they, I mean, I know the CM Punk um, rumblings are really, you know, <laughs> a lot of people are basically expecting him to be there. So yeah. I guess, I guess that's kind of what they are banking on. I don't know, but they're definitely on a roll now. I was kind of losing, I wasn't say I was losing interest, but I was, my passion for their product was kind of waning after a little bit when the, the playoffs were happening and they were like, you know, trying to make do with their different times and everything, but they're definitely hitting their stride right now. I feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, with the playoffs going on, uh, you know, it was kind of, uh, kind of hard, you know, it was kind of, you know, cause they, um, I think that was basically the preview, um, for how, you know, Fridays are going to be with rampage, um, being on uh television you know they kind of could it you know exactly broadcast while smackdown was going on you know so obviously yeah. they had to start after smackdown so i think that was kind of a that was kind of like a trial a preview for how you know if you know you watch both wwe and AEW, that was a preview for you to see how you know you can basically adapt to uh, watch the SmackDown first, then you flipping the channel over to see in the one hour rampage show and you know, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I mean, you know, they kind of hit some uh, patches in the road, but I think they got it together. I think they uh, they are doing great, I think they're doing good. Um, you know, it's, it's, they got the, still, you know, I mean, we still not only the first dance, you know, so we still got that big show coming up at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. Yep. That's a big show. Oh yeah, um, you got all out coming up. Obviously, um, you know it's it, it's it's going to be an exciting time for AEW and stuff like that. You know, um, you know the CM Punk 
uh thing um it's big and you know it's, it's, it's it'll be a big signing for them to get also still looking out for daniel bryan you know have really uh you know heard i mean we heard about you know signings and stuff like that but uh haven't really heard much you know hype about uh him signing as much as you do see cm punk and uh you know, it, it's it's just great. Um, I mean, you got CM Punk coming, you got Daniel Bryan coming. Um, another one, you know, another interesting coming uh, to uh, AEW um, is Emi Sakura. Um, yes, she just, she just wrestled uh, her last Chaco Pro match, right? Uh, you know, with uh, May, that, you know, it was a banger. Although that match was kind of long as hell. Um, yeah. Um, She's getting a one-way ticket, which means uh, either she's going to America and stay, or it's, it's or it's like up in the air from there. So I mean, uh, when I first read that, that was such an interesting thing. And you know, most of us think you know she's going to obviously come there for the benefit of the women's division to you know, as far as training purposes, you know, oh, yeah. the women's di- division uh, prosper because. To be quite honest with you, uh, the the women's division needed help for a long time. It still um, does. It still does. Yeah, obviously it still does. Yeah, um, it it really does. Um, and I feel like uh, with at least Emi coming, you know, to help train, I think that that will help elevate the the uh, power of the women's division. You know, a little bit, not too much, but you know, it would definitely be a help. Uh, for the women's division. So, uh, what do you what do you think about the one way ticket deal? Man, I was excited when I read that because um, I honestly I didn't know what to make of her when I first got into AEW and they had uh, quite a few matches set up with her and Sheeta and I knew that she had trained Sheeta. Right. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Queen, but like the fact that her gimmick <laughs> was all about being a Queen oh, fan, like <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't know what to make of it. But after being introduced to Choker Pro and like following that every morning, like last year, um, that that really changed my whole perception of Emmy Sakura and um, really, really made me gain a whole ton of respect for her. Like, uh, so I'm excited for it to come through because. As much as they've improved the women's division, there's still so much work to be done. Uh, so I'm really kind of excited that she'll be, you know, hopefully barring any, uh, I don't even want to say it, but any cancellations due to the pandemic. I feel like we're kind of, kind of like things are going well enough, but like I'm kind of waiting for some shows to get canceled. I'm almost at that, at that uh I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like we're kind of around the corner from that. The way things are going right now. Okay, to piggyback on what you just said. Um, uh, speaking of uh, uh, the pandemic and cancellations and uh, state of emergencies, uh, the Josie scene scene is uh, it's kind of getting hit hard. Uh, whether it be contact tracing, precaution, uh, positive COVID tests. Uh, there's a lot of that going on in, in uh, Josie. Uh, you know, um, a lot of you know, obviously, the seed roster got hit hard. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't think, 
um, majority of the Joseph promotions are fully vaccinated. I think Stardom is, and uh, probably TJPW and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, also over here, it's, it's, it seems like it's about to get worse and it's about to go back to yeah. where we were in March of 2020. Um, and you know, these promotions, they gotta get ready. Um, just in case they got the, you know, they they had to start putting together a contingency plan, just right. in case you know, uh, we have to shut back down again. You know, like we might, you know, it was it was a week ago that you know SummerSlam, you know, it's you know it's coming up, it's exciting, but then now we get here and it's like you know it's, it's a possibility that SummerSlam might be canceled. It's a possibility that some of these big shows like uh, All Out or uh, the last, I mean, the first dance, uh, might be, um, postponed or canceled or whatever. So, um, I mean, you got, uh, you got a lot of cases, uh, you got rising cases now, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Delta variant is, uh, out now. And, uh, it's, it seems like it's getting more, uh, hectic than what it was back last year when, it, uh, America got hit with uh, COVID and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, uh, factoring um, all of this in, do you think that it will be serious enough that they will have to shut these shows down again? Or do you think that it will, we could try to get at least under control a little bit and we'll be able to have these shows? That's a great question. I am hoping that we can continue to be smart about it and like have solutions to kind of work around things, but I don't, I don't really expect there's an easy answer to any of it. So uh, I, I think that we should enjoy the, you know, the live audiences as much as we can right now, just in case, because that shit adds a whole other dimension to the any any product any promotion um and you know the fact that wrestling was able to carry on through the pandemic was huge i mean that that kind of got a lot of people through week to week because it gave them something to look forward to and escape to each you know each week so i think either way they'll figure something out but it that's another part of why I looked at those ticket prices and then looked at the possibility. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to risk putting that much money into, you know, a couple hour, seven hour drive to like a couple hour experience and then have the risk of it have to be canceled, refunded to whatever, you know? So, I mean, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I just, I know that things will continue, but it's going to be rough if we have to like go back to, you know, where we were last year, this, you know, around this time or whatever. All right. Back to AEW. Um, I, have you been on social media enough to hear, to, uh, basically hear about the Max Caster situation? Ha, yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't watch that episode before it got pulled or and changed or whatever, but yeah, I heard about that. Uh, you know, if you haven't heard about it, uh, it was on AEW Dark. Uh, it was, this was the Dark before AEW Fight for the Fallen uh, in Charlotte at Bojangles Coliseum. Um, the Acclaimed is in a basically a feud with the Varsity Blondes and 
you have uh, obviously you have Platinum Max Caster. You know his stick is rapping to the ring. Um, you know, spitting fire bars, whatever have you. Um, but sometimes you know he he kind of um he be, he be kind of pushing his limits sometimes. Um, you know, I I think one, one obviously one bar that that stuck with me from all of everything he spit was the the Lady Gaga dog dog walker bar that, <laughs> I, that he spit one time. And it was, it was kind of comedy, but I was like, "Damn, dude! Like this shit just happened." Yeah, you know. And um, it, it's uh, man, it's wild sometimes. So um, and and this uh particular rap um that he did, he um had three major ones that kind of really rubbed people the wrong way. First, he got the the bar about Simone Biles uh. Uh, basically, you know, the claim mental health like Simone Biles, you know, that was that's the that was one of the big uh, storylines of of this year's Olympics. Uh, Simone Biles dropping out of competition due to uh, mental health and uh, having twisties and stuff like that. And uh, you know, uh, we have that bar. Um, you have a very uh, uh, tasteless Duke lacrosse bar, um, and you have. The PCR test bar, you know, um, and then you you have the bar at the end, which is uh, directed towards Julia Hart. Um, um, you know, I don't even want to get into what you said, but uh, when you look at it, you know, you look at the video, you understand. Um, sometimes you, you know you, you have. You have uh look as a rapper, um sometimes you might you, you might know your limits, you may want to know your limits, or you just don't know your limits at all. You know? I mean, I've been seeing a lot of comments like, Oh, you know, if you get offended by this, then you know, don't listen to Eminem, early Eminem, or don't listen to blah blah blah. I mean, that we all know that was Eminem's whole stick you know that that's his whole shady persona you know that had substance to it you know like his his raps had substance to it basically you know this is that's what was expected from slim sadie you know um you know rappers you know other you know other rappers and, and stuff like that you know um back in uh shit back in the day man early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, shit, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, grip, you know, you like, oh, yeah, yeah. what we have, we like Red Man, Buster Rhymes, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> Big Pac, you know, it was definitely single. way different. Um, it wasn't nearly as PC. <clears throat> no. And yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're getting at right now. I mean, and still, you you still have you know rap these days. You still have rappers that don't give a fuck. You know, you got like Lil Baby, the Baby. Um, you know, I remember when Tyler the Creator came out. That was a big deal when he yeah. uh, we dropped or he dropped. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know what I'm saying? But shit, man. Um, they you know at least these rappers have a substance to offer in right. in, in those rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I you know personally, Max. Um, it's it's he he didn't really have substance with what he's with what he spits like when he raps and stuff. He just aims for 
the edgy bars, you know, shock the, value. You know, yeah, the shock value. What my homie K from uh, you know, Redly Big Egg Josie says, uh, he's basically a shock jock. You yep. know, something you know to get heat for like the short while, and you know, have people talking and stuff like that. You know, um, I don't really like that. You know, as and not only seeing it from like a wrestling fan standpoint, but as a a musician and a rapper producer mm-hmm. myself, you know, um, you know, you really, I mean, look, once in a lifetime things happen, you know, and stuff like that. And you want to put it in your music, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure there was like a bazillion rappers wanting to talk about Giannis winning the ring, or there was like a bazillion rappers that want to talk about, um, like, Team USA winning the medal or like um you know something different something that's happened you know like something that's happened recently and they want to push it out and they want to get it but you have to be not only creative but you have to be aware of what you put in in your your songs and you know with uh Max uh you know I think he just goes to how can I you know, get a reaction off of this bar or uh-huh. how can I get a reaction off of saying this? You know, like he didn't just say that Duke lacrosse bar for nothing. I mean, you, he, he, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's in a general area of Duke university. He's in Charlotte, you know, Duke is in Durham. Um, He's like, oh yeah, well I can mention that situation. And uh, that will really get heat, you know, cause <laughs> that, you know, certain, event still you know is remembered by people in that area to this day and sometimes probably remembered by people who knew and lived through when that happened and stuff like that um you know obviously the simone biles thing is fresh you know but go ahead drop that in there uh figured in uh pcr tests you know you know people getting covid tests and pcr tests and whatever and and um but the 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 julia hart bar was like Nah, like the Duke Lacrosse bar and the Julia Hart bar was like, nah, you can't do that, dude. Right, right. Man, he, I know that he has been getting, I mean, critical critical acclaim, they've been getting major pushes and like they, I think it's really cool to see them in that spot because they're just a kind of cool tag team in the grand scheme of things. But honestly, I remember telling you that I had a dream of being kind of like a, a rapper wrestler gimmick, you know, having like, you know, kind of start your John Cena arc. Yeah. You know, and just having it, making it my own. And I mean, Max Caster's done that. I'll give him credit for sure. But I always kind of thought that most, if not, I want to say all of his raps are a little bit weak. And um, I know he's doing stuff week to week and like doing stuff pretty quickly, but I know he's also a heel. So it's kind of the point is to be really cheesy with it. And push the envelope but uh, there is a definite line <laughs> that you gotta like be careful not to cross and yeah, shit yeah. especially with i mean aew has been a little bit more progressive with um their i don't know their approach to things in a lot of ways and you know ah man i don't know like it's just it's just kind of disappointing to see a hip-hop res- representative and a wrestler kind of <laughs> just kind of go this way with it and really kind of screw things up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I I have I have a question that I really wanted to pose. So after this, um, so Tony Khan he he says he didn't have any involvement in booking or reviewing Dark, and I'm assuming uh I'm assuming Dark Elevation as well. I think, but especially Dark. He said he does have he didn't have any involvement in uh uh editing reviewing uh dark or booking dark and stuff like that um that video um they whoever edited they did, did not cut it out and they left it in um left it in premiered it on youtube and uh, i mean people were talking about this before the episode dropped you know of course. Like people people were in the crowd yeah. um People rec- recorded it and um, they posted it on Twitter. You know, the, who was ever in the crowd for that moment, they posted it on Twitter. And uh, that's how it really cycled off on Twitter and stuff. And that was like before Dark even touched YouTube. And they still decided to have it intact in the episode as, you know, they premiered it. And once the premiere was over, they uh, deleted the video and edited it out. And posted it back on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan, uh, uh, he said from that point forward, will be, um, you know, aware of uh, whatever goes on, uh, not only just uh, Dynamite, but all the outlets like AEW Dark, Dark Elevation, and obviously Rampage coming up. Um, with this happening, how will uh this affect uh Max Caster and not only that but how will that affect the shows going forward um i mean i think tony khan is definitely he knows what he is doing as uh wrestling creative and like just as a fan and like what he thinks will work and what he thinks people want to see um, Max Caster, I kind of question, man, because some of the stuff he just does is just questionable. Like when he pins his opponents, he picks up their hand and kisses the back of their hand and shit. I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, you know, what is that? Ongoing, his ongoing, um, you know, thing with MJF. Um, oh. you know, yeah, I don't know, man. What 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 is that? What are you talking about? Um, it's kind of like you know, um. What what is he doing? He's like joke, joking or flirting with MJF or whatever, um, and stuff like you know, just weird shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he does. He does some stuff that I'm just like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think that's kind of a good technique to use as a heel, but there is a line. We that's definitely the point. But I think Tony Khan will, you know, sometimes I I think he's smart when it comes to creative, but there is a potential that he could kind of. Uh, getting his own way a little bit. Like I remember when he cut that promo um, <laughs> because of uh, about new Japan and like, who was the dude in WWE that was like, yeah, we're talking with new Japan. And then he cut that promo on impact with Tony to Giovanni and was like, <laughs> I mean, that shit was ridiculous, but he, you know, apparently talked to NJ new Japan about that. And like, I don't know, like he, he does some kind of corny shit, but I think he learns from it though, if he does it and people react to it. So, I guess it's good because, you know, you can't let your um, your talent get too too free like Max did, and 
cause trouble like that and just kick all sorts of shit around. So, yeah, man. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think that you know some of those, some of that shit was tasted, especially the Julia. Yep. Hard bar. I mean, you're 32, and she's 19, and, and she's dating Lee Johnson. I, oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, big okay. shoddy. Yeah. Um. You know, that's it's not. Uh, I don't care if they or they got together and there was like, okay, I'm like Max, I, I'm going to spit this and um, blah 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 and all that stuff, and, and they okayed it. You know, like, I mean, you just it, it'll be. Like it would be different if if Julia was reacting some type of way, but if she's just out there just taking the 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 joke or the bar or whatever, and just uh, making straight faces or whatever, you know. Like if I was fucking Brian Pillman Jr. or Griff Garrett, I'd be beating ass by by then. Like you know. Like, well, did you see Matt Seidel's face when she <laughs> when that bar was delivered? He just had like a no. bewildered look on his face. Like what the fuck did he just say? Oh, but, I mean. Boy. I, I heard that he does clear his bars with people, but still, like, um, I don't know, like, that, that shit should not have flown. And then I've, I've also seen, you know, wrestling internet community speak up about, like, oh, y'all are so soft, like, y'all getting offended about this shit. Like, you know, it is <clears throat> it is a valid point that back in the day, wrestling was way crazier and just that's just yeah. the mark of the times, though. The times are changing and, and certain shit just should not stand. So, like, I don't know, man. I think he, he should definitely be kind of reeled in a little bit and be like, all right, chill out with the, with your shock value, sir. Yeah, I mean, you can't really pull the shit Vince McMahon did back in the, in the Attitude Era no more. No. I mean, he did hella shit. He going to hell no. for it. He, he is not seeing the pearly <laughs> gates. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> he is not seeing no uh. angel, no nothing. <laughs> nothing like that. So, but yeah, you know, the times the times fuck James, dude. You know, um, it's not really about uh, being soft. It's, it's just really about being aware of yeah. shit, you know? And right. Like, you just got to be like, nah, I can't say that. I, I can't do that, you know? I, you know, just say Especially that. when it's like, you know, we're trying to promote women's wrestling and trying to, like, you know, empower these women that are, like, really just starting to break through finally in America. Yeah. And that's not – that's kind of going against all that and, you know, taking a few steps back, so – well, I mean, you know, like my boy JD said, you know, the, the AEW women's division is getting dissolved anyway. He'll probably be a part of NWA by the end of this year. So huh. who knows, that's you know? Interesting point. <laughs> it, that's very likely, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's very, we have having NWA eliminated matches on, on Dynamite and shit, but, you right. know, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, but what you're saying, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying, Um, you know. Uh, women's wrestling has grown so much these past 10 years in the U.S. And um, to have all these flavors and all these, um, this, the the other countries join in, um, mm-hmm. you know, when the women wrestlers from other different countries come to the, the States for opportunities to prosper and shine, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a special thing to see. But, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Um, you know, we're seeing stuff like that still. Um, uh, I think that's uh, that's really why I, I really just want to get into about AEW. 
Uh, my next question for you, sir, is I know that you said that you watched half of day one and all of day two of the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. Yes, sir. So quickly give me <clears throat> your favorite match overall between what you've seen and give me your uh, favorite competitor so far. All right. Um, so I went through like you um, – you were able to provide me a way to watch day two because stardom world is so slow to update and upload their pay-per-view content because they are greedy as hell, even though they're making that money, they're making that money, but still I feel like for your paying customers that are paying month to month, you should upload that shit immediately. Uh, That's beside the point. Anyway, um, I, I have to say you're going to be surprised at this, but, my standout match that I've seen so far, even more so than uh, I was really impressed with uh, Saiko Unagi and uh, AZM, is uh, Starlight Kid and Julia on day one. Mm. I thought that was a banger of a match, and you know I'm not I am not a fan of Julia necessarily. I mean oh, I respect on, her. Man. I respect come her and. I do like her new newfound swag. Her newfound swag as yeah, like a short hair military gimmick is really kind of is much cooler to me than the Assassin's Creed bling shit she had going on before that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really I thought that match was impressive for sure. They uh, especially um, Oedotai Starlight Kid is is really cool too. So it was, and plus they just fucking went back and forth and just kind of went all out. So oh, yeah. that match stood out to me. Um, and I was actually surprised at Kaguma and Natsupoi. Oh yeah. That was, that was big. That was, I was not expecting that at all. Oh, that was big. That was a big that, upset. Yeah, it was, that was a really good match. Um, so yeah, that one took me by surprise and you know, I got that poi fever. So I got a, got to give respect to, uh, Koguma for like just coming through and, uh, upsetting a little bit and bringing out some underdog win on that one. Um, so those are a few of my favorite matches. Uh, like I said, Azumi uh, and Unagi was a really good one. That was a heavy hitting match and yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of cool offense and shit going on in there. Uh, I think my favorite participant so far. Um, I have to say Starlight Kid, man. I'm I'm a big fan of her new her new Oedo Tai angle. I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of that. She's she's really invent, reinvented herself, sort of like Julia has too, but that's been a while ago. Um and she's actually kind of her whole style has little changed a little bit. She's a little bit less of a luchador heavy and she's kind of focusing more on just kind of your your base wrestling and striking and just all around i think she's improving herself so that's probably my favorite participant so far and i have not seen day three yet but um yeah i think that would be my takeaway from what i've seen so far of the five star man let me talk about starlight kid for a second man all right i think her leaving stars and getting um taken from stars putting into um oil tie i think that was really great i think that was really great i mean we started like it was already great uh yeah you know 
and as a member of Stars, but Jesus, Oedo Tai, Starlight Kid. I mean, right? talking about reinventing yourself, like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I see is just so awesome. The swagger, the 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 confidence, the you know, everything, every, like everything's changed, you know. Um, you know, coming, you know, it's, it's just, you know, coming out white with stars. And now, see, see out here wearing black. It's, it's, it's like, you know, going to the dark side, you know, it's, it's it my sports reference, you know, it's, it's like when Dale, Dale Earnhardt in, introduced the damn black number three, you know, <laughs> this, the, the, the intimidator was born, you know, so, um, you know, seeing that was dope. I mean, the, the, the aftermatch with uh, Saki Kasima and seeing her put the the mask on her and and doing the, the throat slit and, and I, man, that was just awesome to see. Yeah, uh, that was that was that was really awesome to see. I I think she's really one of my favorite characters in Stardom right now, um, for sure. You know, and even. Uh, even Fuki and Death is starting to grow on me a little bit, and I didn't think I was going to be all about that gimmick. But um, the more I see of her, like trying to be like just kind of like a, a kind of a monster they keep in the attic or the, the cellar or some shit, like <laughs> right? It was it was like yeah, it's I don't know. Oedotai to me is still the weakest version of Oedotai, especially with Natsukatora being out. But um, I think they're definitely doing what they what they can with it and making the best of what they have right now. Yeah, most definitely. I think they're doing whatever they can with it right now. You know, it's not the same as it, you know, obviously used to be, no. um, but they're, they're doing their best with how, what they got right now. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool group, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's a dope group. I mean, they're doing whatever they can uh, with it. So, uh, I mean, adding a starlight kid, uh, I mean, I think that really uh, boosted them a whole lot. So yes, um, you know, it's it's really exciting to see. You know, I really like this uh, Starlight Kid version now, and uh, hopefully, you know, we see more of it. And um, yeah, you know, um, I will give my favorite match <clears throat> and my uh, you know competitor that have that I have personally been favoriting this uh five star grand prix so uh grip you're not familiar with uh, um old school josie wrestling are you uh i, I forgot I, you are or not i i kind of i kind of met i kind of dabble in a little bit ajp and all sorts of stuff every now and then well, but it's ajw that's, that's <laughs> hey i always want to say ajpw <laughs> it's just ajw for women's um Man, so you you watch some AJW, and you, uh, I look, I'm, I'm telling you, I think this tournament really, really brought back some of the '90s, man. Like some of that '90s Josie feel. You just got like everybody dropping everybody on their heads. You got a headbutt action. You got strikes, man. You, it's just crazy. You got like Momo with a new finisher. You got Starlight Kid with a new finisher. You got Julia hitting Northern Lights bombs all over the place. You got Shuri just dropping people on her heads. And uh, my favorite match out of this whole tournament so far, in my opinion, is the match between Shuri and Micah. And, like, they just fucking went balls to the wall in that match. Like, 
it doesn't make any fucking sense how they just like tortured themselves for like all of that time and that match was so crazy to see the spots in that match was so crazy you just got you know shuri dumping micro on her head you got micro dumping shuri on her head you got you know kicks and strikes and it's just like it looked brutal it just reminded me of that 90s Josie feel you know that you you watch and you get used to you know it's like it's just back you know and um man that that match was crazy uh that match that match was my favorite you know watching that live i was watching that live with the the red leaf boys and discord south k south the omega um man we was watching that we was just having a good ass time watching that match that match was just crazy nice to see it was just crazy to see what Um, day was that that was day two it was day two that was day two um if you have you you say you watched it live but if you if you can't remember just go back and watch it uh i'm pretty sure somebody uploaded this somewhere you know i'm not really gonna say where but you know i'm pretty sure (laughs) you know it's some things i can say on this podcast that's some things i just choose not to say (laughs) but um you know yeah, that that match was uh that match was awesome. Um, I I really liked that match, man. Um, that that was just crazy, you know. Um, that's my favorite match so far. Uh, I say my favorite competitor so far is Shuri, in my opinion. Um, it's like you know it's tournament time, and I I think uh, you know Shuri just gets into that zone. You see, you know she doesn't care about. Yep. You know you know, partnership or friendship or anything. She's just in there to kick heads off bitches and, and, uh, win and, you know, advance. And, you know, you know, Suri's is a killer in the ring, you know? So, um, you know, that's just that series basically like one that everybody's picks to win the five-star Grand Prix. I think she has a good shot at winning the five-star. Um, in my opinion, um, I will say, uh, it's surprising how um unagi has been in this tournament and it really is surprising yeah and you know i remember watching that last show uh with the mixed tag the uh six women mixed tag match she was partnered with uh shuri and uh konami and they basically treated her like a joke and all the uh, the other three uh across the ring treated her like a joke and um, I think she came she came in this tournament with like a chip on her shoulder you know and she's just like destined to to show that she's not a joke. She's not, you know, just the ill. She's, you know, serious. You know, so right, right. Uh, she's been uh, a very surprising, uh, you know, competitor in in the five star Grand Prix, and uh, I gotta give it to her. You know, she's, you know, she's been putting in work um, and uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so uh, you got that, and man, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, hmm, what I want to say next. Um, basically, so what you've seen so far? Do you have a a definite winner that you think is going to win, or mm. do, you, do you just want to like to sit back and watch how it plays out? Well, it's hard to argue with Shuri winning it because she she deserves it, man. She, 
I could definitely see her being a clear winner in this whole thing. But then again, you know, I have a supreme weakness for Micah. I think she is uh, a yeah. under, underrated beast. Um, so I need to go back. I'm pretty sure I didn't make it through um, to the, see that match between them. Yeah, you got to see it. Because um, I know I remember that shit. But um, I, I actually think I would rather see Sherry win it than Micah just because, you know, her losing her mom not too long ago. And, like, she's right. been in it a lot longer than Micah has. Uh, so I feel like it's her time, really. But if there was anyone else, um, I, I actually really would like to see um, Konami win it, actually. Because that's interesting. Konami has not really been given a whole lot of uh, recognition as, you know, just the technical master that she is. She's really got, I know that um, her reinvention has been really cool and everything. And she's been in the artist of stardom title uh, holding and everything, but she hasn't really been given her chance to shine. I don't feel so. I, and I, I was going to say Starlight Kid, but she's still so young. Like, she's got time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, got, she has plenty of time. Um, yeah. As far as Konami, you know, uh, you know, it's an interesting choice. An interesting choice right there. You're not wrong. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, Starlight. Um, definitely is, uh, you know, still young. So, plenty of time. So, it was Azumi. Um, you know, some of the younger talent in the time, they still got time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, I definitely suggest you go back and watch that uh, Shuri and Micah match. That, that, oh, that yeah. was just an absolute banger. I mean, you had Momo also have having banger matches in, in uh, starting, especially day one match. Um, you know, like I said, man, it's, it's like the, the Josie Renaissance just happening, man. We're going back <laughs> in the time machine. We just... You know, dropping you know, dropping bitches on heads and we just uh you know, laying in kicks, stiff kicks and I mean it's just so fucking awesome. It's like day one passed and then before they did day two, they was like, Yeah, we, we gotta turn up the violence. We gotta have more violence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we got we got to just gotta not give a fuck. You know, and this was like, Okay, well, you know, and they just went out there and did the damn thing, man, you know, but um, I was on if, a real uh, Akira Hokuto kick for a while there on YouTube, oh, um, yeah. and I was—I remember you recommending her to me when I was talking about I hadn't really been in the Joshi viewing game for a minute. Yeah. Um, but also now that the Forbidden Door is starting to slowly be, you know, cracked open and everything, um, the fact that no uh, Stardom players were introduced in the the tag tournament they AEW had, like I really. Really, I know New Japan is starting to get into the picture. Um, Tanahashi is going to be, you know, challenging for the IGPW championship for Lance Archer and everything here soon. So mm-hmm. I really want to see, I know um, Ross is probably really protective of of his, his talent, but I want to see stardom um, getting into the any kind of picture with AEW collaboration. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see, but um, yeah, like you said, protective. Uh, I think Rossi. I don't know. It all really comes down to Rossi because I think Rossi yeah. really protect the motherfuckers, and you know, he, right. he he want he want his wrestlers exclusive to them, you know, and he. Oh yeah. You know, we don't really know about his, you know, feelings on uh, uh, relationship type of atmosphere, but it's kind of relevant. It's kind of there that you know he doesn't really want to 
go into that picture. He, he kind of just wants to do uh, the stardom thing and, you know, stardom mm-hmm. only. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when Riho was there and, you know, is you know he wanted uh, exclusive wrestlers. And, you know, you have Riho fighting in, like, three different promotions, you know. Right. And, um you know, as it, it wasn't really like Rio was really doing anything in stardom anyway. Um, I mean, so I, I, that kind of was kind of an easy kind of Rossi, but you know, this, that was just basically the the main thing about it. you know he wants his players to be exclusive and exclusive to stardom, and you know sometimes I don't blame him. Sometimes I do want to see a cross. I, I, you know, I kind of do want to see one of these stardom wrestlers do an excursion and go to. Uh, uh, wrestle in a different promotion or go to AEW and stuff like that, but I get it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's understandable. Know. Yeah, it's very understandable, you know. But stardom is prospering, you know. Oh, yes, right now. I, I really wouldn't change anything, you know. They they are really prospering this year. Um, and I mean, this year has been a a boom year for them, you know, just starting. Um, I mean, All-Star Cinderella was a real big event. And then, uh, you know, you have all the other uh, Dream Cinderella's, you know, the Yokohama Dream Cinderella, Tokyo Dream Cinderella. Um, and just, you know, they're they're having a big year, man. They are having one hell of a 2021 um, stuff like that. Yeah, so um, let's see. The final uh, bits and pieces here. Uh, you do not keep up with Tokyo Josie, do you? No, that's definitely high on my list between uh, TJPW and Actress Girls I've, and Ice Ribbon too. I've always been intrigued by all three of those promotions, but have not pulled the trigger on Wrestle Universe or anything like that. Uh, I say, you know, if, if you uh, kind of like Tokyo Josie or if you like DDT, I say get Wrestle Universe. It's not really... Um, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good you know you know your first month free and then you know about nine dollars a month it's it's a good service you know I didn't know they did the platform. first month yeah they, the first month is free nice first month is free um and at least they uh stream you know you know not like starting world <laughs> right <laughs> or anything like that um yeah ice ribbon is another one you know used to look into you know um mm-hmm. they they do good as well um. You know, they're on uh, Nico Video, I believe. Um, but yeah, you know, Ice Rip is another one. Wrestle Universe is cool. Um, and uh, I mean, that's back to what you said earlier. So much wrestling going on, so much to watch, you know, that you just kind of get exhausted. Like, I was sitting here watching the uh, Princess Cup, the Tokyo Josie Princess Cup. Uh-huh. For, like, I watched day one and day two because they went on like a, what a four day span what and four I'm, days I'm, yeah and uh i was i'm just seeing watch day one and day two and i'm not really getting into these shows they didn't really have a good night one and a uh, night two was okay so i was like you know what? i'm just gonna take a break i skipped night three and i watched uh, a little bit of night four um i can't even remember what i watched and i mean man it was so hectic <laughs> It was it was it was just a fucking whirlwind, and I was, <laughs> you know. Um, but man, that I mean, that's kind of the the difference between uh, the Princess Cup and the Five Star Grand Prix. I mean, the Princess Cup, I mean, started off, but then I think it, it didn't really get its footing and stuff like that. Versus the Five Star, where everything 
started off hot. You got upsets right out the gate. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, vicious wrestling going on, crazy wrestling. I mean, I mean, that's the difference between promotions, you know, like and most people look at Tokyo Josie as a as a uh, promotion that is not really as serious as stardom is. And I get it, you know, uh, some, in some very most cases, yes, you're right. You know, but, um, you know, both of them put out, you know, good, good stuff and good products, but, uh, the princess cup, you know, um, watching it and, you know, seeing the matches go down, seeing the competitors and, uh, stuff like that. Um, I can't, I can't really get into it that much as I did the five star Grand Prix and stuff like that, but you know it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, good stuff like that, you know. Um, man, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I'm just glad to have wrestling back at somewhat full capacity like it used to be and to kind of echo what we mentioned earlier i just hope that we can push through and keep things smart and uh, be safe out there and allow a way for live crowds to still enjoy this outlet because i think it's important for you know a lot of us out here to be able to look forward to and focus on pour energy into um so just you know would implore everyone out there to be safe and smart. And, um, you know, if you're going to go out and do something in public, just uh, be very aware of your surroundings and what you're doing. And uh, we can all get through this. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Well put. Well put. Yep. Uh, Definitely, you know, be aware. Uh, We got, uh, you know, we're not out of the gate just yet. You know, we still got uh, another variant going around. So, you know, be safe when you go out, you know, wear your mask. Uh, if you're vaccinated, you know, you know, still wear your mask. And, still wear your mask. Yeah, be aware. Um, if you haven't got vaccinated yet, go get vaccinated. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, just be cautious and be aware of uh, your surroundings. You know, uh, be aware of other people. You know, remember you just not just wearing a mask for yourself, you're wearing a mask for other people and um, stuff like that. So, you know, if you do all that, then, um, you know, stay uh, aware, stay healthy. Um, Maybe we can get through this and maybe we don't have to shut down again. You know, we could go to these wrestling shows and, you know, have fun. You know, um, I like to uh, put out there, uh, Tony and uh, Vince, if you're listening, um, can we please get some wrestling shows here in VA? Like there's nothing. <laughs> I know we have old ass arenas. I I know how I know the the Hampton Coliseum and the Dolphin Scopa are basically like over fifty fucking years old. But listen, okay, we helped you, right? We help we help you, Vince. We helped you get one of the most famous moments in the Attitude Era history. Okay, if it wasn't for the Hampton Coliseum and the Norfolk Scope, you would have DX riding. On Interstate 64, <laughs> on the on the fucking Jeep, going to the North Scope to bang on the, the fucking garage door, while WCW wrestlers are in. And look, classic. We, we want the respect. We want the respect. Hey, was, you know, fight for fight for the fallen was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Man, I was real tempted yeah, to make yeah. the trip back out east to see that. Yeah, Bojangles Coliseum. Yeah, yep. it was it was definitely in Charlotte. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, damn, I think we we're. We're only two 
Actually, you know, it's it's three here because you got the Hampton Coliseum, you have the Scope Arena, and then you have Chartway Arena on the campus of ODU, which was the TED constant. But um, Chartway is basically the newest arena. I mean, AEW could easily sell out Chartway Arena if they wanted to. So I see no issue in either AEW, WWE coming here to do a show or whatever. I understand. Uh, I think WWE's main place was the Richmond Coliseum, but that um, closed down about a year or two ago. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. And I think they're they might get ready to implode it or uh, demolish it. Damn. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but um, that's where I saw my last WWE event actually. Oh, interesting. That's yeah, nice. two thousand two. Nice, but um. I mean, I don't know how things work these days. I don't. I mean, uh, I, I still think WWE frequents the the scope. I, I know they had a couple SmackDowns there a year ago, like not a year ago, but a couple years ago. Talk about like 2017, 2018. Um, you know, I don't know how things work with uh, you know, with what things go into it, such as ticket sales or. I don't know if it's the you know the issue with the stadium being too old, being too small for the HD sets, or uh, being too uh, you know no crowd entrance or anything like that. But look, man, I want to go to a wrestling show. <laughs> One of these promoters got to got to fess up and and just bite the bullet and be like, yeah, uh, let's do a show here. Um, like I said, AEW, like they don't really go to. Big arenas, you know, they like you know, Hampton Coliseum is not a big arena at all. They fit like ten thousand people for basketball. So imagine, you know, how much it it'll fit for like a wrestler. So same thing with the scope, you know, it's just both of them are ten thousand seat arenas. They filled up ten thousand seat arenas before they can do it here, I'm pretty sure. Especially even with the uh chartway arena. It's easy, you know. Um that's where I actually seen my first uh WWE live event. It was an NXT house show. Oh, real? Yeah. And uh, I think that night, Peyton Royce was uh, fighting Oscar for the NXT Women's Championship. And uh, I'll, uh, basically, everybody was cheering for Oscar. And I will never forget that one fan that was cheering for Peyton Royce. He was like, <laughs> you know, I was, but he was so out of place in there. I just felt so bad for him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I used to so out of place there, you know. <laughs> but I, I had a good time, you know. Um, uh, if you follow me on uh, Twitter at GrizzlyFLG, the the header photo that you see, um, as my uh, header is actually from that event. Um, you know, I see Oscar on the on the uh, top rope during her uh, introductions. Um, oh, that's cool. That, that's the actual photo I took from there. Um, I had a, uh, you know, um, not nosebleed seats, but you know, it was pretty up there, you know, like kind of in the middle upper section, you know, so I kind of got a good view of the ring or whatever. It wasn't a lot of people there. It wasn't like a full sellout, but you know, um, it was what it was, you know, shout out to my boy, Solar Flare for giving me those tickets. I, I still appreciate it. I still can't pay you back for that, but you know, I appreciate it. Um, you're about to get out of here, man. Um, uh, Grip, man, it's, it's been again, once a, uh, you know, again, a pleasure talking to you. Um, talking about uh, wrestling again with you, man. Yeah, uh, thank you. you. Got, uh, any 
links you want to share? Any final thoughts you want to share? I, I mean, you share final thoughts, sorry, but any any links you want to share uh, before we gather here? Yeah, um, just follow me. You can find me at um, on Instagram, digitize night d i g i t i z e d k n i g h t. Um, also, I did uh, release a Hana Kimura tribute album a couple of almost three months ago now called See You Again, Dangerous Flower. Um, had some controversy around it uh, because Kyoko Kimura was not um, on the same page, basically. I had taken it down for a while. It is back up. It's free to download on Bandcamp. So that's Golden Grip, G-O-L-D-E-N-G-R-I-P-P dot bandcamp.com put a lot of heart into that effort that album meant so much to me it was very therapeutic Hana Kimura is the reason that I'm a wrestling fan today and um, I got some good feedback on it thank you Grizzly for contributing so many beats on that album like you produced basically 80% of that whole album and also contributed a fire verse so uh many thanks to you for making that possible so yeah just follow me on instagram digitize night and uh golden grip on facebook or soundcloud or bandcap yeah man uh two things uh if you follow this man you will get some fire art um i've been wanting to say man you you really uh have a good pen not just and the Rapping aspect, but man, you can draw, man. Uh, Thank I, you. I, I really appreciate your artwork, man. Appreciate um, that, man. So dope. Secondly, man, if you take the time out to uh, listen to the project that uh, Grip just said, see you again, Dangerous Flower. Just really uh, take the time out to listen to it, man. It's it's a beautiful project, man. Um, you know, he, I, I'm grateful to uh, supply you know the amount of beats that i had on, on the project and I, I really love what you did with the 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 songs and and uh everything like that so i mean you know if if you you know take the time listen to that project it's a really beautiful project you know what i'm saying um you know, just go check it out man and you know it's, it's really dope it's really beautiful man um and stuff Thank like you. that oh uh, yeah don't, man don't so, forget the uh, flower pack as well that was a really oh, yeah, yeah. really nicely yeah. done yeah, man, Flower Pack is available, grizzlyfog.bandcap.com for free. Download uh, soundcloud.com for slash grizzlyfog as well and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, um, about to get out of here. Um, no, Once again, man, you know, it's your boy GrizzlyFOG. Once again, with uh, Golden Grip, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate you coming back on here. Thank you. And uh, stuff like that. Uh, once again, man, if you want to listen to this podcast, you know, you, you listen to it right now, you don't even know where the hell you at. <laughs> Anchor.fm for slash grizzlyfog, soundcloud.com for slash grizzlyfog. Just go to podcast sites like Apple Podcasts and it's on Spotify and it's everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, appreciate you guys listening in, uh, for every episode. I greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, as always, we leave you guys with the infamous everyone is different, everyone is special. Um, stay positive, yes, stay based, uh, drink water, um, stay healthy, you know, don't do no hood rat shit or nothing like that. <laughs> and um stop being a mark, man.
That's all I got to say. And uh, drink Surge, man. Go to your local Burger King, get some Surge. You know what I'm saying? Act like this is WCW 2000. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, sir. Get some Surge in your system. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're about to get out of here, man. So, uh, yeah, man. Peace. Hair grease and all that good stuff, man.